The Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. one 800 913 this is Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka only on the Blaze Radio Network. It is the second hour of the Saturday edition of Pure Opelka. I'm glad you're here. I am thrilled that I'm here. I really am happy that I'm here, but I appreciate you guys more than more than anything. Those of you who actually reach out and uh, make contact via whatever, email, via the Twitter, or you call in, 888-900-3393, We had Alex check in from uh, Canberra, Australia, from the capital of Australia in the last hour. He gets the award for the farthest away. Anyone else far away from the constitutionally protected free speech bunker here in the woods of Arden, Delaware. Check in. I want to see what you're up to. Uh, much to talk about today, even though, even though it would appear to be a slow news day. Yesterday, we had the noontime press conference from Kathy Griffin, and I think all of us saw the, the highlights of it. If you didn't watch the whole thing, I was watching it in the commercial breaks as we were on the radio at that time yesterday. And, you know, the, the take on this is so interesting. The take from different sides of this. Kathy Griffin is, is absolutely allowed to say the things she says. She's absolutely allowed to try and, Tell us that it was artwork or she was trying to be funny or whatever she was doing with the severed head covered in blood of the president that she held up. She's allowed to do that. That's all okay. That's all great. That's all part of the First Amendment. It may be disgusting. It may revulse you. It may be the most horrible thing you've seen, but she's allowed to do it just as CNN and Squatty Potty and the casino in New Mexico, two other that she said have canceled contracts with her. She's, she's allowed to do it. And they're allowed to choose not to be in business with you. I think where Kathy Griffin gets in trouble is contradicting herself. And I think anybody who does this points out the, uh, what, what does Doc Thompson call it? Juxtaprogressivism. And her language... 
undermines her argument. This is a, a perfect contrast from that, that press conference. The perfect moment in the press conference for her would have been when she's strong and says, Donald Trump, I'm not afraid of him. And then, and then she actually flips the script. There was a, a strong Kathy Griffin. Then there was a crying Kathy Griffin. Then there was a broken Kathy Griffin, a defiant Kathy Griffin. Which one's the truth, Kathy? That's why I think people are nervous about you. We never know which way you're going, and we don't, we don't have faith in what you're telling us when you contradict yourself like this. Um, I'm not afraid of Donald Trump. He's a bully. I've dealt with older white guys trying to keep me down my whole life, my whole career. And this bully and these, this president, of all people, is going to come after me? He picked the wrong redhead. I think okay. he, I think he, I think he, I'm going to be honest, he broke me. He broke me. He broke me. And then I was like, no, this isn't right. You see... You can't have it both ways. It can't be both things, Kathy. It, it, it's not right. You're the one. You're the one who created this problem. It would have been smart to apologize and just go away for a while and let it all blow over. I have no idea why she brought a lawyer into this. They issued the statement that said she was going to lay out the Trump family bullying of her. And then what happened instantly? Pictures of Donald Trump and a smiling Kathy Griffin appeared all over the Internet. You can see her standing, posing with, with Donald Trump for pictures. Interesting, right? Very interesting. The other thing that came out yesterday... And uh, I thought it was fascinating that the very first question that happened yesterday, the very first question that Kathy Griffin got during the press conference was about the fact that, that she, she set up in, in December to attack Donald Trump as a comedian. And she said, we're going to do this. We're going to, all of the comedians should attack him. She called him President S, and she didn't use the S word. She used the whole word. President Shizzle, President Shaving Cream. But she also said she was going to attack his son, Baron, who was 10 at the time. Kathy Griffin was asked about that yesterday. It was the first thing she was asked about. And they got mad when that question came up. Uh, Lisa Bloom, the lawyer, got mad and kind of cut it off saying, oh, that happened years ago. It didn't. It happened in December. Donald Trump wasn't the president years ago. Donald Trump's 10-year-old son was not even known to most of us years ago. And Kathy Griffin actually denied it later in the press conference, right after she said, he broke me. She denied it. She flat out lied. So, Ms. Griffin, I think we need to put, um, well, you should just go away for a while. Just take a break. Take a break and, and, and let everybody go away. 
Another comedian I respect, a guy named Vic Henley, who you may have seen. He, he regularly is out with uh, Jeff Foxworthy and uh, Kathleen Madigan. Vic Henley, Southern comic, uh, very clever guy, a guy who defends comedians, appropriately defended Kathy Griffin and her right to say it. And he also explained from a comedian's standpoint that this is all going to be based on the free market. The free market will decide whether or not Kathy Griffin has a career. She's, she's crying crocodile tears saying she's never going to work again. And we all know that's wrong. Kathy Griffin has a massive audience. And most of them are Hillary Clinton voters. I would venture to guess it's probably in the 90 plus percentage area of Kathy Griffin supporters are Hillary Clinton supporters. So that means the, the most she would lose in terms of business is 10%. And she's had a pretty successful couple of years now. I, I'd say the last decade for Kathy Griffin has probably been very strong. As a matter of fact, if we are to go to uh, Celebrity Net Worth and check on uh, Kathy Griffin, Let's see what comes up, because she's she seems to always be a uh, a savvy person when it comes to money. She's talked openly about her 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 worth. So if we go to the celebrity net worth department and see she's worth uh, estimated on celebrity net worth, 20 million dollars. That's pretty strong for a comic, wouldn't you say? Somebody who doesn't have to have to work for a corporation, someone who's only doing her own thing. She doesn't have a weekly TV gig. She has to go out and, and work it on the street, in the clubs. She has to get herself booked into arenas. It can't be easy, but to have amassed a $20 million net worth, good accomplishment. So if you take a 10% haircut in your earnings for a year while people get over whatever offensive comments you made, don't you think you're going to be okay? It really, it really does seem to be. Uh, the, the reality is the people who didn't like Kathy Griffin before the bloody head incident are still going to not like Kathy Griffin. The people who are the most loyal to her are going to absolutely love Kathy Griffin and they are going to rally behind her. She'll be okay. I just don't understand why we needed the press conference and the tears and the calling of Donald Trump a bully when the real bully was the woman who got up in front of the world in December and said she was going to go after President Shizzle and she was going to go after his son, a 10-year-old, a child. That's a bully. Somebody who picks on a child, that's a bully, Kathy Griffin. So, once again, the old adage, when you point one finger at me, there's three pointing right back at you. Michael Pelka stepping aside. When we get back, there's some news on North Korea. Uh, General Mattis is making some statements uh, to the world when, uh, when we're out talking about uh, the security of the world. He was in Singapore yesterday. There's also news on Bill Maher. He has stepped in something again. Will it hurt him? Uh, there is uh, a, an interesting discussion. Maybe we'll continue the Kathy Griffin discussion with the discussion that happened yesterday with Ted Nugent 
and some of his comments. I found this to be pretty interesting. And I may, you know, look, I'm a fan of Ted. I may have to throw the Bravo Sierra flag on Ted Nugent. And we'll investigate next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Two thousand seventeen is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Uh, I am really not talking about CNN's number one topic and MSNBC's number one topic. And that is, will Donald Trump use executive privilege to stop Jim Comey from testifying? No. No, he won't. And the the New York Post has even said so. So how much more time are you going to waste on this, liberal news outlets? Seriously. It really is kind of stupid. But there it is. The New York Times has said it. And typically, when the paper of record says this, the rest of the liberal media falls in line. But they're not. They, they, the reason is they don't have anything else. It's a slow news day. We were talking about Kathy Griffin before the break and how I believe she'll be fine. We won't need any telethons for Kathy Griffin. A woman with a $20 million net worth is going to be just fine. She'll get work. If she normally books, I was talking about a friend who's a comic, a guy I respect greatly, a guy who understands comedy from a performance standpoint and from a business standpoint. He understands the different channels of comedy. There are different kinds of comedians and they all have their audience. And once they get to be successful, it's pretty hard to lose that audience. Well, Kathy Griffin has a large liberal audience. She's also got a strong base of gay fans. They're not going to abandon her over this. They probably will love her more. She'll probably go out on the bloody beheading tour and do just fine. Instead of selling out thousand seat auditoriums, they'll probably put eight to 900 people in the room. And if that makes a profit, the clubs will continue to book her so we can stop with that. Now, I teased a a subject 
before we went away. I was talking about Ted Nugent, a guy whose music I have followed for decades. I actually, my first, one of my first jobs in radio was covering a Ted Nugent concert in San Antonio in 1976. And at the NRA annual meeting a couple years ago, I talked briefly with uh, Ted Nugent, and he was on this radio show. And in the, um, in the discussion, I said, you know, one of my first jobs was covering one of your concerts in San Antonio in 1976. And he, he not only remembered playing in San Antonio, he knew the dates and he, he knew the incident I was talking about. Ted Nugent has a remarkable memory. He's a guy who's never done drugs, never been a drinker. He's a guy who's got real clarity in his head. He believes what he believes. But I think he's wrong on something he said yesterday when he was on, um, on with uh, the, uh, the Fox News guys. He was talking about the—he was confronted, if you will, on, on the subject of, of um, Kathy Griffin. He was confronted on what she said, and he found it despicable, obviously. And then he was, he was asked about something he said because he was investigated by the Secret Service. He was given a, a pass on what he said. He was investigated after he made a comment that Nancy Pelosi and Dianne Feinstein and Barbara Boxer found to be disgusting. And he said... Something about telling Barack Obama to suck on my machine gun and Hillary, you might want to ride one of these into the sunset, you worthless bleep. Well, Ted Nugent has an unusual, I'm, I'm not going to try and paraphrase Ted, but I think, I think he's parsing his own words here. And I, I think as honest conservatives, when when we see something that is as offensive as the Kathy Griffin thing, we have to say, yeah, I was bothered by that. And I was actually bothered by Ted Nugent's words. There have been times his words have bothered me. But I think I think he's parsing his own words here. Correct me if I'm wrong. Here here he is being presented with his own statement yesterday on Fox. Never happened. Well, Ted, what did you mean when you said Obama? He's a piece of bleep. I told him to suck on my machine gun. Hey, Hillary, you might want to ride one of these into the sunset, you worthless bleep. I mean, what did you mean by that if it wasn't a threat? Well, it's, I'm glad you asked that because what Kathy Griffin is hysterical over, and i, I got to tell you, I know why, because she's out of her mind. Uh, President Trump and his family were reacting to her vile actions. Right, Ted. I was asking what you meant my, when my you said, my, yeah, okay. My statements were in response to an outrageous attempt to ban certain types of firearms that would do nothing except help bad guys with more gun-free zones. I was on stage at a rock and roll concert when, this, when the Obama was a senator, not the president, and I made an outrageous metaphor telling him that we will not accept his gun control laws, but I never threatened anyone. So, you know, I, I do have a problem with that. I do have a problem with him trying to explain away what he said. I, I don't think it was appropriate for him to say that. And yes, Barack Obama was a senator at the time. 
So was Hillary Clinton, or Hillary was Secretary of State. What were, what were they, or Hillary was a senator. What were they doing? They were getting ready to run for president. They were in a battle for the White House. They were in a primary battle. So what, whatever you do, Ted, whatever you say, I don't think you can explain that away. I think that was over-the-top rhetoric. Now, he was investigated. He was found not to have threatened anyone. But I still don't think it's great language. I'll respect his right to say it, but don't try and explain it away now. You were using hyperbole to get the attention of your audience. And yeah, you were using it as, as an example to fight for our Second Amendment rights, something I will fight for as well. But I don't think we have to tell the guy who ultimately ended up being president to suck on a machine gun. It's just, some of you are going to disagree with me on this one. I realize that. I, I'm sorry if that offends you. Not really. When we get back, uh, let's get into the Bill Maher thing. Uh, I want to see that. And plus, the ladies from The View did something dumb. And I do have some fun stuff. There's, there's some very entertaining news out there as well today. I'll share that with you, uh, plus the latest from The Blaze. And uh, I think our buddy Buck Sexton is commenting on the latest from the Russian investigation into uh, the investigation into Russia and whether or not the campaign colluded with Russia. We'll deal with that next on Puro Pelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. This is Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. On the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Kind of an interesting night last night for Bill Maher. Bill Maher, Bill Maher, Bill Maher. He's now apparently going to um, take the heat from Kathy Griffin. He was on his little show Real Time last night talking with uh, Senator Ben Sass uh, and, and made some jokes with Ben Sass. And uh, Ben Sass invited him to come to Nebraska and work and, quote, work in the fields. Um, Bill Maher said, Senator, I'm a house N word. But he, he said the, the word, uh, the N word using the A on the end, not the E-R. The N-I-G-G-A version, not the version that ends in E-R. And then he added immediately, it's a joke. It's a joke. Interestingly enough, there is now blowback against Ben Sass because he didn't, he did not go after Bill Maher. But there is considerable attention to Bill Maher on this. Bill Maher is getting all kinds of heat about this, as you might imagine, because everyone's sensitive about words. I, look, I find the word to be awful, horrible, 
uh, insulting, vulgar, everything you want to say about the word. I don't use the word, but it also troubles me that one group of people is allowed to use it and one group isn't. I think that's uh, a violation of the First Amendment. I really, I really think that's part of the problem here. Is It goes back to the Wonder Woman screenings. We're going to start creating more separation between all of us, between every group. And either we all agree not to use the word or, or we all use it. But we also understand the consequences of it. And I, I think Bill Maher is a guy who understands the consequences because he's a guy who regularly pokes people. He's a guy who regularly tries to stir up trouble. So uh, I think it's also fascinating that Ben Sass, a senator, a guy who's got a, a number one selling book, uh, thank, thank God the vanishing American adult is, is topping the bestseller book list in America, the hardcover bestseller book list. Good for you, Ben Sass. And by the way, yes, I do, I do agree. I do hold my theory that senators and congressmen who put out books in this time between the, uh, the inauguration of the president and the midterm elections, those people are testing the waters for a presidential run. I'll back that up in just a little bit. But I think Ben Sass is one of those people who's kind of trying to see if, if, he's, uh, if he's got enough popularity in the nation to maybe consider a presidential run. But Ben Sass awake this morning. I, I tweeted at him. He might be getting ready to get on a flight. Or he might have just gotten off a flight. Uh, ben Sass is actually responding on Twitter to some of the, the blowback. Because believe it or not, even though he's the one who, who didn't say the word, he's the one getting attacked. Ben Sass didn't say the N-word. And yet Ben Sass finds himself in the crosshairs of many on the liberal side of things. So uh, Ben Sass is tweeting this morning. I'm walking off a red eye from Los Angeles and I have three reflections on the Bill Maher situation. Number one, I'm a First Amendment absolutist. Comedians get latitude to cross hard lines. Again, I agree. Complete agreement with you. Comedians do get latitude to cross hard lines. Everybody gets that latitude. It's just not comedians. He also added, but free speech comes with a responsibility to speak up when folks use that word. Me just cringing last night wasn't good enough. So Ben Sass, senator, responding to... People who are saying Bill Maher may have crossed the line, but but Ben Sass, his silence is is speaking volumes. Hmm. And now Ben Sass is basically agreeing. In his third statement on this subject, three of four statements, the senator says, here's what I wish I'd been quick enough to say in the moment. Hold up. Why would you think it's OK to use that word? And now, being on a television show, a live TV show, it's very stressful. I understand it. Ben Sass is no stranger to live TV, though. He's been out there. 
So he, he regrets not stopping Bill Maher and go, hold on a second here. Why would you use that word? Why would you think it's okay? And he didn't. He, he kind of sat silently. He looked, if you look at his eyes, his eyes in that moment on the video do appear to be uh, a little bit, a little bit in shock. He's a little horrified. His fourth statement on this, again, this is Ben Sass, senator from Nebraska, the guy who was sitting across from Bill Maher as he said the N-word. Ben Sass said, the history of the N-word is an attack on universal human dignity. It's therefore an attack on the American creed. Don't use it. Yes, sir. I agree with you. But again, I would love to have a a consensus from everybody out there that says we're, we're all going to agree this is the most offensive word and in polite company, we're not going to use it. We're not going to be the ones who stoop to that level. It, it, a little concerning. Now, I, I sent the senator a tweet. We're, we don't follow each other. I, I follow him. But I sent the senator a tweet to see if he would, in fact, give us a call. He's probably a little tired he did the show uh, in, in Los Angeles with Bill Maher, got on an all-night flight. You can never really sleep on those flights. We all know that. And he's just landed either in D.C. Or, or home in Nebraska. I suspect it's D.C. And we'll see if he's, he's up to giving us a call. I'd love to talk to him about it. Uh, I think that's a, that's a big deal, a very big deal. Bill Maher is the top-trending uh, number, the top-trending phrase on Twitter this morning. So obviously the world is going to talk about this and totally missing from the, the United States top trending list, someone named Kathy Griffin. So Bill Maher, you should get a fruit basket today from Kathy Griffin. You should get a big thank you note. Yes, you should. Uh, a little bit of a side, we're going to sidestep the serious talk for a minute. There, there's a... Um, there's an ad that's burning up the Twitter this morning. It's, it's an ad from Craigslist. And I occasionally stop and read these when they're posted on Twitter. I, I've never used Craigslist for anything. I, I've never sold anything on Craigslist. I've never used it to try and find something to buy on Craigslist. But when I see someone say, okay, this is funny, you need to check it out. There is a, um, an ad on Craigslist for a generic father figure for backyard barbecue. And this is in Spokane, Washington. So if you're in the Spokane area and you meet all these qualifications, <laughs> you might want to consider becoming the a generic father figure for this backyard barbecue. You're probably wondering, what are the requirements and is there compensation? Well, here's what they're looking for. First of all, this, this ad contains a uh, statement that this is a real ad. Do not hesitate to call if you're interested. Preference will be given to applicants named Bill, Randy, or Dave, for whatever reason. <laughs> so if you're a Bill, Randy, or Dave, or if you can answer to that, you might want to do this. What do you need to do? Well, you need to be capable of grilling hamburgers and hot dogs whilst drinking beer. You need to bring your own grill, although that's subject to change. They, they will provide all of the meats. So the aforementioned hamburgers and hot dogs needed for grilling will be provided by the person who placed the ad. 
you need to refer to all attendees as big guy, chief, sport, champ, etc., whilst drinking beer. You need to talk about dad things like lawnmowers, building your own deck, Jimmy Buffett, etc. You also need fun, funny anecdotes, and those are highly encouraged, and those have to be told while drinking beer. Desired experience? A minimum of 18 years experience as a father, a minimum of 10 years grilling experience, and appreciation of a nice cold beer on a hot summer day. We can't pay you in money, but we can give you all the food and cold beer your heart desires. Grill for a few hours, then sit back, crack open a few cold ones with the boys. Again, this is a real ad. Don't hesitate to call if you're interested. Preference given to applicants named Bill, Randy, or Dave. This is one of those things about Craigslist that I just think is absolutely wonderful. I will retweet this so you all can see it. Hopefully, hopefully we'll find out if this ad was successful and maybe we'll even meet this, um, this substitute granddad. What a wonderful, what a wonderful opportunity for somebody who needs a few cold beers and a little time at the grill with a newfound family. Michael Pelka and Pure Opelka will be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Your Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. We'll get into uh, Buck Sexton's comments on on uh, Russia and the Russian investigation by the House and Senate into possible or suspected collusion between the Trump campaign and the Russians, which we've seen zero evidence so far. But I want to hear what Buck has to say coming up in just a few minutes. But I want to talk more about derangement. Uh, there's more derangement out there. And where would you expect to find derangement in the mainstream media uh, in, on, a, on a major network, on one of the th- big three networks or big four, if you include Fox? ABC. Yeah, ABC. Let's not forget, owned by Disney and the head of Disney, uh, Bob Iger, pulled out of the president's economic councils after Donald Trump pulled us out of the Paris Climate Accord. So you don't have any love loss between the heads of ABC and the White House. Obviously, uh, that that attention to uh, the uh, president's advisory council that was given by ABC, that was just lip service. That was just trying to say, yeah, we'll we'll be part of it because it's cool to be connected to the White House. But when one thing changes, we're out of here. But so you'd expect to see um, just craziness coming out of ABC. And when you think crazy and anti-Trump, I think The View. I go right to The View. And yesterday, The View hosts are now speculating on Donald Trump's uh, sex life. I know. 
Joy Behar has it in for Donald Trump. She absolutely cannot believe that Hillary Clinton is not her president. Uh, Whoopi can't even say Donald Trump's name. And the, the rest of them, Jedediah Bila tries to hold up the conservative viewpoint. And she's a lot like me. Trump was not her choice. Mine was a Ted Cruz, but I voted for Trump for the Supreme Court. But I think this goes way over the line again. And, of course, there's huge laughter from the crowd. This is the View host speculating on Donald Trump's sex life, whether he has dementia, all kinds of things. Just crazy. He's losing it. Yeah, I really do. You and do? what you'll say soon, it's going to all be over. You're not being funny about that. You no, actually do. I do. I think he's losing yeah. it. And I think he has short-term memory loss. I think he maybe even has a touch of, you know, dementia maybe. I don't know. But that- so we've got a comedian diagnosing the president, both saying he has short-term memory loss and a touch of dementia. A comedian. And this is allowed to go out there. Yes, because comedians are allowed to say things. But this audience, which loves to hate the president, will continue to support it. But it gets worse. It gets weirder. It gets ruder. Something's wrong with him. Something's wrong. I don't know what it is. What? It's all linked to lack of sleep, though. I don't care what it's linked to. He's the president. It could be the sleep and also that he didn't realize this job was going to be what it was. I always say that he didn't want this job. Jenna Diabila talking about the fact that Trump may or may not have wanted this job is a very popular thing. We've heard it among liberals and conservatives. And sometimes I wonder that, too. But I do think Trump is a guy who says, now that I'm there, I'm going to do the job. So let's let him do it. But there's more from these crazy ladies. Sleep a lot. I don't sleep a lot, and I don't. I don't. You know, send confefe messages. It's also possible that Melania is living in New York most of the time, and he's in Mar-a-Lago. And you know, sometimes sex puts you to sleep. He ain't getting any I can of that. For that. He's getting nothing. Oh, get that is. That is. And that's a problem. Section and they, yeah. you know how he talks oh. about eating two scoops of ice cream. If he's not going to move, he needs to cut back to one scoop. He, he, sign of stress. he does. You don't want to be pear shaped. Stress is gaining weight in your midsection. Yeah. There have yeah. been studies on it. No yeah. bueno, Sonny. No, no bueno. bueno. So now the president isn't getting any sex and he's getting fat. Anybody else need proof that that the world is just crazy? Well, the world of the view. We'll be right back. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.